Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. This episode will be a basic text study and commentary. The aim is to provide insight to and context of the material within our basic text, Narcotics Anonymous. This is not a meeting of Narcotics Anonymous. However, there will be some similarities in how the study will be conducted. Each study will have the audio recorded and then published to the Anonymous Podcast. The overall goal is to provide commentary of the basic text towards reaching those seeking a resource like this. If one person benefits from our efforts, including us, then our participation will be well worth the effort. We're going to have introductions, and then we'll jump into the text. Enjoy. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 28 for the basic text study for the Anonymous podcast. We're going to begin on page 68 with what would happen, but first, we're going to give introductions. Brian, can you jump in and introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Brian B. I'm a Clean date is 11-18-2019, and I attend meetings in southwestern Pennsylvania. Thanks, Brian. Eva? Hi, everybody. My name is Eva P. from Salem, Oregon. My clean date is June 10, 2000, and I attend meetings in the Mid-Willamette Valley area. Thanks, Eva. Paul? I'm Paul M. Uh, my clean date is January 6, 1995, and I attend meetings in New Orleans, Louisiana. Thanks, Paul. Phil? All right, we'll get Phil when he jumps back in. Alberto? I'm Alberto Z, and I'm an addict. Clean date is 10 and I attend meetings in Pensacola. You guys hear me? Thanks, Alberto. Yeah, Phil, introduce yourself, bro. Uh, Phil, my clean date's... Um... For 1995, and I attend meetings in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Thanks, Phil. Donna? I am Donna. I'm, my clean date is Thanksgiving Day, 1985, and I attend meetings online and in the Lane County area of Narcotics Anonymous. Thanks, Donna. Jane? Hey, Jane here, clean date 12-22-79, and I attend meetings in Salem, Oregon. Thanks, Jane. And our guest for this episode, Allison? Hey, guys. My name is Allison M. Um, my clean date is June 4th of 2011, and I attend meetings in Cincinnati, Ohio. Right. Thanks and welcome, Allison. I'm addict. Name's Douglas. Clean date's March 12th, 2000. Got clean to Southwestern PA, and I stay in the Raleigh North Carolina area. So we're going to begin with episode 28. We're going to begin on page 68, what would happen. So get your basic text, your highlighters, ink pens, and all that, and get ready. Allison, could you start us off? We're going to read that first paragraph, uh, what would happen, and then uh, make some comments when you're done. For sure. What would happen if our groups had another primary purpose? We feel our message would be diluted and then lost. If we concentrated on making money, many might get rich. If we were a social club, we could find many friends and lovers. If we specialized in education, we would end up with many smart addicts. If our specialty was medical help, many would get healthy. If our group purpose were anything other than to carry the message, many would die and few would find recovery. So um, when I read this, I thought about the first tradition. And in here it says, to maintain unity within Narcotics Anonymous, it is imperative that the group remains stable or the entire fellowship perishes and the individual dies. And so that's really profound to me, right? That um, if, if us as a group of Narcotics Anonymous had any other primary purpose, the group would perish and the addict would die. That in and of itself is so incredibly profound and, and speaks to me that it's important that the group um, keep the primary purpose to be to carry the message to the addict that still suffers end of story, you know, um, I, I hear a lot that, you know, I didn't, I didn't come to NA to, to get the man, the house, the, the friends, I, I come to Narcotics Anonymous, and I still come to Narcotics Anonymous, because I want to not put dope in my body, and I want to find a new way to live, and, and, and that's what I've been given here, you know, all the other things, the, the friends, the relationships, the, the higher credit score, whatever I, is a blessing, but it's not, a, it's not an automatic guarantee for me. Um, I'll pass with that, thanks. Yeah, thanks for those comments, Allison. Anybody else have some remarks about this? All right, Paul, could you go ahead and finish this out on Tradition 5? 
Absolutely. So what is our message? The message is that an addict, any addict can stop using drugs, lose the desire to use and find a new way to live. Our message is hope and the promise of freedom. When all is said and done, our primary purpose can only be to carry the message to the addict who still suffers because that is all we have to give. Of course, this we hear this all the time, but it is so profound when I read it, just I, I feel kind of chills because it's not all the other stuff. It's very simple. And our message is hope and the promise of freedom. So hope is what we walk in with. Freedom's what we get once we've done the work. You know, that the step work, the tradition work, calling our sponsor, all of the things, the 90 and 90, all of those things lead to freedom, right? It's in our symbol, it's the, it's the top point of our symbol. So, and as I increase my base, getting back to our symbol, as I increase my base, my point of freedom gets higher. That's what we were told when we started this podcast is that's the important thing that I have to remember is to increase my base. And, and I do that by staying focused that, you know, in that previous paragraph, I thought of our, you know, it's a simple program for complicated people. And, and we will, I hear it in newcomers. Well, I got this and I got this and I got to do this and I got this paper and the courts are doing this. And, the, and, the, and I had somebody talking to me today and, I, and he's, he's got all this stuff rolling around in the head. And all I said to him is, what meeting are you going to today? And there was, this, there was just this pause. And, you know, God grant me the serenity, serenity. And he stopped for a second. He says, I'm going to go to the eight o'clock meeting tonight. I said, that's the focus. Not all the other stuff. Get to the eight o'clock meeting. That's the important part. Because we do, we walk in and look, it's not just newcomers. We got the houses, we got the kids, we got the dates, we got this and I'm, I'm on this diet and I'm doing this and blah, blah, blah. blah. And what's the next move? Uh, log in onto the podcast and be present. And all of that other stuff will take care of itself. So, um, the other part is that an addict, any addict, uh, I had gone to other places where they talked about poor unfortunates and I was scared because I knew I was constitutionally incapable of being honest with myself. I knew that I was a liar. My parents had told me, my mother said, you're a pathological liar. You lie all the time. And it was true. And so when they said they were constitutionally incapable of being honest with themselves, I was like, oh fuck, that's me. There are such unfortunates, and I'm a such unfortunate. I walked in the rooms as, as an unfortunate. And what Narcotics Anonymous said was an addict, any addict. <sighs> then that was me. I'm any addict. And so if you are thinking that this might not work or that it works for everybody. And I'm looking, I'm looking at nine faces on this Zoom call. And we, we all came from the same place. We were unfortunate. <laughs> and we learned to do this. And you can too. Thanks. Thanks for those comments, Paul. What's up, Eva? Everybody, um, first of all, when I heard um, that many would die and few would find recovery, the first thing I thought of was, that is so scary. Like if this stuff were to stop, how many people would die, right? I would, I would probably die because an addict alone is in bad company, right? So, you know, it's it's uh, it's not only um, my job to just get here and get clean and find recovery, but it's also my job to continue the message and keep it alive and free, right? So that others can come in and find that, um, but. Further down where um, it says our promise is hope or our message is hope and our promise is freedom. Um, I don't necessarily, I didn't necessarily walk in with hope, but I heard hope. 
And then I found hope. And with that, I was able to find freedom. Like I didn't walk in here like brimming with hope. Like, in fact, I thought I was a hopeless dope fiend, right? So, but other people had found hope here. And I thought, I looked around and thought, if these losers can do it, so can I. I really thought that because I was, I was really like that self-centered when I got here. Um, and I was really the loser. <laughs> anyway, you guys know, you guys know. So um, that's how I was when I got here though. I was like, um, I wasn't that bad. <laughs> so if they, if they could do it, I can do it. And you know, we hear what we need to hear, however we need to hear it. So um, that's all I wanted to say about that. Thanks. Thanks for those comments, Eva. What's up, Jane? Hey, everybody. Don't want to belabor the point too much because my fellow colleagues did a really good job, but this is one of my favorite uh, paragraphs in the book. And part of it's because I do a lot of institutional work. I see a lot of addicts uh, just getting their first 24 hours or 48 hours, and they uh, want a lot from us. Um, usually at the bottom of the list is recovery, but they sure could use some help with some money and a ride from the jail and from the prison and that kind of stuff. So we do offer some social stuff and some rides and things, but uh, I almost always do this sentence when I'm sharing in there that because part of the hope is and find a new way to live and find a new. You just don't get clean. Any addict get clean and just leave them hanging. You do have the ability to find a new way to live. And uh, sometimes that's a good thing. And uh, I probably one out of 100 show up at the meetings and and they're still clean today. But boy, they sure do my heart good when I do see them. So I just think that last part about any addict, which Paul described perfectly, um, but more, more important for me is that I could find a new way to live, that I'm just getting clean was just the start of a whole new way to live. Practicing that new life is a whole other thing, but at least I got a start on it. Thanks. Thanks for those comments, Jane. Anybody else have any comments on that? What's up, Donna? There you go, using a different uh, computer today. Um, well, just the thing, we kind of talked about this when we were um, first started the book study about the primary purpose of Narcotics Anonymous and the fact that at one point, um, uh, at one point, um, Narcotics Anonymous nearly died because we had the, we weren't following the traditions. And we had let other things become more important than simply carrying the message, you know, and, um, and you can read all about it in our basic text, right? And so there's, you know, some fear in the recovery world today about the direction that Narcotics Anonymous is going. And what I just what I would have to say to them and to everybody is as long as we, our primary purpose remains, to carry the message to the addict that any addict can get clean and find a new way of life, then, then we're gonna be all right. And if we're, if we're following the traditions and um, that we're, then we're also gonna survive. There may be troubles because we're human beings, but um, you know, uh, there are lots of purposes. I mean, sometimes we, you know, have a dance or we have other things that we do, or maybe the group will get together to try to help somebody or, you know, I mean, there are things that happen, but we just have to remember when we're talking about primary purpose, we're just talking about the number one, not the only one, right? And, um, uh, but there's hope in that. We can, we can make things really complicated. And if we keep it simple, the Fellowship of Narcotics Anonymous is gonna be just fine. Thanks for those comments, Donna. Just thinking too, um, you know, with this, I'm really grateful that the message that was carried to me was this message, you know, that, that look, I can just, I can stop and stay stopped. I'm not going to be obsessed, you know, and then, and then like Jane, like where you were talking about is like, okay, if I, if I get those through, then what the hell am I going to do? I'm going to find a whole new way of life because the old way of life, you know, just removing drugs. If I only had a drug problem, then it's like a one step type of deal, right? It's like, stop using and then I'm fixed, right? Then I don't have to do any work on the inside, but I have a lot more than that, you know? And, and um, I'm really grateful though, that, 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 that was the message that was carried to me. Not, not this, not, Hey, 
your life is going to get so good. You'll never experience pain anymore. You know, your things are going to, you, you know what I'm talking about? Because then it's like when pain hits, you know, loss of a family member, how about this divorce, but this like not knowing how to parent my kids, you know, when, when things like that show up, then it's like, hold on, man, this, this wasn't the message I was carried to me. Like, what, what is that? I'm really glad like that car salesman approached it and, you know, I wasn't hit with that. You know, it's like, look, man, you're, you're drowning. We're not, we can show you how to live, you know, do what we do and I, and I, and all that stuff. And when it, when it boils down, that's, that's really all I have to give now. That's all I have to give, man, is look, you could, you could put a day together and you can live free. You work towards that freedom. Like you were talking about, Paul. So I'm really grateful, man, that, that that's our primary purpose, you know, and that message is, is really clear. And, and, and the last comment I'll make on this, and then we'll, we'll transition to tradition six, but I'm really glad that, that, that the message is very strong, clear, that recovery is not fragile. I hope the listeners really glad, you know, grab onto that. It is not a coin flip, folks. Like when we wake up and we commit ourselves to a day clean, it isn't a coin flip to say, oh, shit, something's going to happen today and I'm going to use oh man, I'm going to, you know, walk down the wrong way and bam, I'm going to wind up loaded. It's not, man. Recovery is not fragile. Commitment to staying clean a day at a time, man. And, and that's that's what bonds me to you people, allows me to surrender to a higher power and walk out this new way of life. Recovery is not fragile, man. I find a lot of hope in that because I, because I, I, I'm that person you were talking about at, at the beginning, Paul. I, I'll fuck up a sure thing, a hundred percent, you know, and, and, um, and it says even me, even a fuck up like me can 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 do this thing a day at a time permanently. And I and I and I'm grateful for that message. All right. So look, we're gonna go ahead and transition to tradition six. This this tradition is gonna be broken up into into three pieces, right? Three parts. The first part is gonna be a little bit lengthy. So I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna ask Alberto if you could read the tradition. And then there's uh there's three paragraphs, they're not very long, but they 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 all go together. They're one big chunk right there. So if you could read tradition six and we're going to end with the sentence in that third paragraph, make the choice. So if you could read that and then we'll open it up for comments. All right. <clears throat> tradition six and any group up, never endorse finance or lend any name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Less problems of money, property or prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Our sixth tradition tells us some of the things that we must do to preserve and protect our primary purpose. This tradition is the basis for our policy of non-affiliation and is extremely important to the continuation and growth of Narcotics Anonymous. Let's take a look at what this tradition says. The first thing a group ought never do is endorse. To endorse is to sanction, approve, or recommend. Endorsement can be either direct or implied. We see direct endorsements every day in vision commercials. Implied is one that is other organizations wish to write a name. To allow them to do would be an endorsement a violation of this tradition. Hospitals, drug recovery houses, probation and parole officers are some of the facilities we deal with in carrying DNA message. While these organizations are sincere and we hold NA meetings in their establishments, we cannot endorse finance or allow them to use the NA name to further their growth. However, we are willing to carry the NA principles into these institutions to the addicts who still suffer so that they can make the choice. Thanks, Alberto. Can you make some comments on that? Yeah. Um, I, I like the fact that even though we, we talk about like, hey, we'll put our, our name out there, allow other people to use the NA name, uh, like other establishments, but it says they may be sincere. Like even though one of those establishments are trying to come from a good place, we cannot allow anything to ruin the narcotics anonymous message. We're not here to try to flaunt anything or risk anything or profit anything. We want the addict to come in and know that there's a way to stay clean. So that main message stays that. And I love it because it continues to be responsible doing what we're doing. I don't have to ever worry about an outside party ruining the Narcotics Anonymous name. You know, sure, the individuals at meetings do that very well, but that's okay. I don't have to worry about someone else, an outside party, to ever do that. And 
And so I thought that was pretty cool that it continues to leave the responsibility to the individual to make that, you know, so that's all I got for that. Thanks, Alberto. I got Donna, Allison, and then Paul. I was actually waving at Phil, but I do have something to say about this. Okay. <laughs> um, Go ahead. So uh, a really good uh, example of this, we had the, our uh, my uh, home group meeting in this church for many years, and it was a wonderful place. They were so inviting to us, and um, the pastor was a just a gorgeous human being. And he wanted one day, he's like, I want to come to your meeting and invite all these people to come to church. Can you just let me say a little something in the meeting? And I have to tell you guys, it was probably one of the hardest things I have ever done to tell him that he could not. Not as a not as the pastor of the church to invite us. I mean, that's not the our prime, that was not our purpose. That's not why we were there. He could come in and, and be in the meeting if he wanted. It's an open meeting. And if there was a point at some point, you know where he wanted to say hello or whatever, but, but yeah, we couldn't do that. We couldn't do it. And it was, I thought we would lose our, our place. I thought we would not be able to have meetings there anymore. I thought he wouldn't like us, you know, and, um, and I thought I was doing something wrong, but to try to explain to somebody that we have to keep our purpose really clear. It has to be crystal clear. It can't be messy at all. And it was never meant to say anything bad about them, but to just keep the narcotics anonymous. We are just a renter here. We, we owe you nothing but our rent and our fidelity in terms of taking care of the, um, the um, space that we were in and, and nothing else. And it was really hard. Sometimes, sometimes upholding the traditions can be really hard. I, one of the things I would say is that I didn't make that decision by myself. I went back to my home group and said, ah, what do I do? Right. And they said, he can't, I mean, he can come and he can listen if he wants to, it's an open meeting of Narcotics Anonymous and everybody's welcome, but he couldn't come as a pastor of the church to invite us to a sermon to, a, to come to Sunday. So that's all I'd say. Thanks for those comments, Donna. What's up, Allison? Yeah, so it's funny, Donna. I we had the same experience with um, with my home group on Tuesday nights as well, and it it was one of those moments where the group kind of got to, together. Like, well, what? Wait, how do we articulate this in a loving and caring way? And because we really appreciate the facility, so it's funny that you had a similar experience. Um, one of the things that stuck out to me in this in this part that we read tonight was um, the sentence that it used the word must. Um, our sixth tradition tells us some of the things that we must do to preserve and protect our primary purpose. And when, and when Alberto read that, I had this moment that clicked um, where like the, the steps are in order for a reason, right? So I, I can't make amends if I don't work a thorough four, five, six, seventh, and eighth step. And, and I had this moment where I realized that the traditions are in order for a reason as well, right? Because if tradition five tells me that to, that um, we have one primary purpose to carry the message to the addict that still suffers, six tells me how to do that. Six gives me an extra step on the action on how to keep my primary or our primary purpose to carry the message. And it says right here to preserve and protect our primary purpose, we don't endorse finance or lend the NNA. Um, and that was that was powerful. And I just I wanted to 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 share that with you guys. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Allison. What's up, Paul? Uh, I'm always looking how to apply traditions to me as a member. And um, in this guiding principle book, the first paragraph, I just want to, if you'll indulge me, I just want to read this paragraph. In step six, the basic text reminds us, being human, we will wander off course. We don't always notice when we're wandering. This is the great challenge for many of us in practicing meditation or even sitting in a meeting. Just staying in our seat without checking our phone or creating side conversation can be surprisingly difficult, especially when we are having feelings we'd rather avoid. Tradition six suggests that the things that divert us are mostly those we use to feed self-obsession. When we let go of the illusion that things outside of ourselves will fill that empty place inside we can stop distorting tools into weapons we turn on ourselves. 
And I just think that, you know, money, property, and prestige is the, it, is the, the tool that we do turn on ourselves. And I see it so often, you'll get a, a little bit of clean time and somebody says, but I can't come because I got to work or I got to be at work and I got to get this job and I have to work late and I can't, and the work and the money and the property and the prestige become more important than, than the recovery that gets us the work, you know? Cause I'm unemployable when I'm, get, when I'm shooting dope. <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> I can look at it. <laughs> you get something when you get old, you get something from the Social Security office and they tell you what you earned every year. And I can see when I was using it was zero. <laughs> so that's the thing is I can't put all of that other stuff ahead of the thing that gets me the stuff. I have to, I have to, I cannot be diverted from this. I cannot. And uh, it's always our way to kind of wander off thanks yeah thanks for those comments paul i got a couple questions about this um that second paragraph where it talks about implied endorsement that's something that i've always you know kind of questioned a little bit and and my experience with that is it's really it's really interpretation based you know what's implied and what isn't and i've, I've had some uh some tough uh, group conscious, you know, business meetings, you know, uh, if, if the, the church basement that we're using, if they would, um, had asked us, can we put the, the meeting information in the bulletin and, and advertise it on the, on the placard, you know, out front and my personal, my opinion of through this interpretation is that's perfectly fine. Like we're, we're called to let people know, Hey, where to get some help, where to come, where to get some help, where to come, you know, I don't think that's an implied, uh, endorsement or anything like that, but but that wasn't the group conscience of that meeting. And it's tough, man. It's tough to just sit there and shut the hell up a little bit when, when, when I'm like, you know, so, so, and, and then too, it was around the time, you know, the, the, I think the convention was in Orlando then, you know, it was right around that time. Right. And, and it was all over the, uh, the convention center's website, you know, um, and it, it you know, in a convention, the world conventions here, you know, this and that it's all, it's all plastered there. It's like, look, we have examples to, to refer to. So anyway, so my, my question is this is like, um, is that, is that implied endorsement? Is that up to our interpretation? And then I would, I would, I would say, you know, if we, if we look at that through the lens of love and support, that probably goes a, a long way, you know, building that unity piece. And then the second question I have is, is, is uh, I've always wondered about this is like, the spirit of cooperation and stuff. I've always heard, heard the term that's an NA clubhouse, right? And that's an A clubhouse. And no, it's actually it's a it's like a recovery clubhouse. We bring, you know, other 12, 12 step fellowships or programs, you know, bring messages in, and then we bring an NA meeting in. You know, that 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 common space, that that needs to be one of cooperation. But I've seen I've seen some things to where it's like cover the 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 readings and those traditions and those steps, cover them on the wall when we have this meeting. Or, or we can't do that because the, the, the times might overlap, you know, a half hour isn't enough to get like if folks from another 12 step fellowship, you know, are leaving, we're going to be infected by, by some wild shit or something. If we, if we walk past, you know, it's really, it's probably the other fellowship don't want us stealing their women and shit like that is probably what, you know, the exact nature of it. But, but anyway, you know, wh what do you folks think, man? Anyone have any, you know, experience with that? that implied and then and then the clubhouse stuff you know if you could add some context to that to our listeners i see phil and then donna can you guys hear me uh wow uh real quick on that uh implied endorsement i um <clears throat> I spoke the other uh, day at one of the anniversaries uh, in the Pittsburgh area, and um, this anniversary had a uh, very expensive cake, and um, and I made it. Hey, Donna, why don't you jump in, and then uh, if Phil gets his connection back, then we'll put him in. I'm going to go sure. ahead and mute him. Sure. I am. Um... I agree with you, Douglas. Uh, if we are renting a space 
from a, a building or managers, they have the right, it's their building to say what's going on in there. It's perfectly fine. And uh, we're not going to them and saying, hey, can you put this uh, up there? We want everybody to know where to come. Although that, you know, that might be all right too, but, um, uh, but yes, we don't own the building. We're renters and they have the right as owners of the building to say what's going on in their building. So that's not implied endorsement. An endorsement would be the fellow coming to my meeting and saying, hey, we, you guys are meeting in our church and now we wanna invite you to come on to our church and be church members here. And somebody saying, uh, yeah, we should do that because we are renters here. We start to, our, our loyalty starts to shift a little bit. You know, um, that stuff becomes really uh, um, tricky. Vigilance is one of the words in this uh, tradition. And we have to stay aware, not, and sometimes we can get really nasty about that stuff. We don't have to be nasty about it. We're just like, we know what our primary purpose is and we don't endorse anything except that any addict can get clean and find a new way to live. Thanks, Donna. What's up, Paul? Yeah, I, I agree with Donna, it, it, not to belabor this point. For me, the clear thing is, if in St. Michael's Church, the bulletin says the NA meeting on Monday night at seven o'clock is not endorsement. If in the bulletin it says St. Michael's Church NA meeting meets at seven o'clock, that's an endorsement. That's the simple line there, is as long, you know, anybody can say an NA meeting, I don't, you know, we put it, a, we have public information. We have a committee that does that, puts it on street signs and puts it on uh, bus, bus chairs, you know, bus seats so that people can see it and when to come and we hand out stuff. And you don't know who, once you print that stuff, you don't know who's handing it to whom. So all of that's fine. But if I'm handing out something that says, you know, this church or this facility or, you know, this is the uh, uh, XYZ treatment center NA meeting that comes on Thursday, that's different. That's different. That's an endorsement. And so that non-affiliation has to, you know, has to be primary in that. But, you know, we don't control who hands out our information. So we want everybody to know about it. I agree. Yeah, thanks, Paul. Anybody else have any comments on that first that first chunk? All right, folks, the second chunk is going to be this. I'll read it. It's just that next paragraph. It's two sentences. It reads, the next thing we ought never do is finance. This is more obvious. To finance means to supply funds or to help support financially. And so we'll... We'll stop there. We'll offer up any any comments. I want to say say this about that that second chunk piece is is um, the old timers talked about this wasn't going on when I got clean, but it was shortly before, and, and they were talking about wanting wanting to bring it back um, um, to this to this meeting at the time, and it was this basket, the collection basket, right, the seven tradition basket, man, and it's so powerful, man. Like it catches me up sometimes when I think about it. They said they would pass it around. And if you had a couple bucks to give, you gave. And if you needed a couple bucks, you took, you know, and that in the spirit of that, man, just it touches me, man, that we can we can be addicts and we can just be like, I know I'm called to be I'm, I'm called to be generous, man. I'm called to be a giver. And, and you folks taught me that like NA taught me is like, OK, hey, look, you know, um, we, we won't read it. We won't read it in the basic text. And, 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 and you know, and but look, man, like I'm to I'm to buy your meal. Man, I, I, like I'm, I'm to fill your gas tank. That shit was done to me. I ate out for for the first year. Every night, man, I went to the restaurant, and every night I ordered something nice, man, because I wasn't eating, you know, for shit. Anyway, I never paid for my meal, man. Like people took care, of, like that, that 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 that's part of that's part of carrying it, man. It just isn't that anyway. That's you know, but but to think about us doing that, man, like that's powerful. However, I do think like like doing that or gathering up some maybe seven tradition funds and paying for XYZ's rent because they're, they're, they're short, but they're committed and they're trying, they're just following a hard time. I love the spirit of that, but I do see, man, I could be fucked up like on a big scale, you know, and, and, and it kind of, kind of needs to be pulled back. So that's my experience with that, you know, so, so I'll open it up for comments on that, on that second piece. Donna. Well, I'll just say that, 
what we're called to do as individuals is different than what we're called to do as a group. You know, the group's responsibility is to fund itself, you know, to pay its rent first, and then buy literature and whatever else the meeting needs, and then pass the money on to area so that area can do what it needs with the rest. You know, we're gonna talk about the seventh tradition here in a little while, but I, I'm a giver too. You know, I'm a giver, you know, and I love that idea of, of collectively coming together to make something bigger happen. But that's what our committees are for, right? And it's just that vigilance we were talking about, right? It's sometimes you're a hard ass and you just, you're the person that says, no, that's not what we're gonna do. That's not what we're gonna do. Sometimes you pick up the book and you read it. I um, I was in an area uh, when I had my 10 years clean, 11 years clean, and I wasn't well liked. I was um, new and they were doing it wrong. And, um, but they were going to uh, um, have a big, AA slash NA dance. And I'm like, guys, I love the idea of what you're talking about here, but we can't do that. NA and AA are not the same. We can't commingle our money and rent a hall and do that kind of stuff. And, I, and you know, so for my birthday meeting, we read the traditions. <laughs> we talked about them. I don't know that I ever went back to that meeting. I was not happy or not happy with me, you know, and, um, Sometimes you just got to be vigilant. Sometimes you just got to be the hard ass. You know, again, what I'm called on to do as an individual is very different than what we're called to do as a group. Thanks, Donna. So just to, just for clear, you know, to clarify, and then Brian will come to you. There, there was not a slash in a dance that happened. No. Okay. No cross pollination in the, in that area. Okay. Thanks, Donna. Brian, jump on in. Then, then, then Paul, we got you. So uh, I, I found a little excerpt from the uh, from our it, it Works How and Why, and i just like to share it. It says, financing another organization further endorses its purpose, lending our name to a related facility or outside enterprise, allowing an addiction treatment facility, for example, to call itself the NA Medical Center is the ultimate endorsement, permanently tying our primary purpose to theirs in the public eye. So how I could relate to that is, let's say, for instance, if I if I did go to this NA medical center and I received, you know, bad treatment or something that I wasn't satisfied with, you know, that's kind of going to kind of distort my my uh, opinion on NA as itself. So I, I, I like how this tradition is set up because it, it just says, like, look, let's focus on carrying the message of recovery so that so that no addict need die and uh you know, anytime it starts to get into finances, you know, they, I, I get, I get kind of concerned because I, I try not to lend money to my friends because, you know, times in the past where it's caused problems with, 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 you know, my friends and I, and I've lost good friends over that. So it's like, let's stick to the primary purpose. You know, we're coming to meetings because we want to stop using, you know, we want to lose the desire to use and we want to find a new way to live. And let's just keep it focused on that. So that was my share. Thanks. Thanks for those comments, Brian. What's up, Paul? Yeah, I, um, it says we can't finance related facilities or outside enterprise. So um, buying the newcomer a meal or something is not either of those. So this, this in, in no way clouds that conundrum. The one that I ha we had as a home group, we were, you know, we'd gone, you know how we are, we get thrown out of place, or we, I don't know how y'all are, but we get thrown out of places because somebody does something stupid. And, because uh, <laughs> we can't, you know, we can't act right. And uh, um, so we get, you know, we've been thrown out of a couple places and we land in this church that we're all real happy. It works, it's working out. And um, it's New Orleans and it's August and the air conditioning goes out. And, we have this discussion and our home group is we have some air conditioning people that work in air conditioning and would the group pay for the parts to repair the air conditioning into the related facility and i don't have a really an answer here i can tell you what we did it's it's a tough thing because to be able to meet in uh, you know, 90 and 100 degree weather needs an air conditioner to carry the message 
to the addict who won't suffer without air conditioning. <laughs> and, you know, what, what, what we all voted was to, to help fix the air conditioning so that we could have our meeting and continue to be there. But look, there was a lively discussion about that. And was that a, a, an implied endorsement of something else? Um, so, you know, I always like to think there's a black and white answer to all these traditions and uh, there isn't, you know, it, but, but there was thoughtful discussion. And that's what this is, this is all about, is to be thoughtful about how we apply these principles to the group and to our lives. We're not gonna always get it right. There's gonna be muddy waters. There's gonna be things that we don't do well or we do imperfectly, but the, 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 even the thought of applying it correctly in our minds has value. The discussion has value. That's what, you know, that's what we, before we got here, we just reacted to everything. And we didn't sit and talk about what are the implications? You know, if I spend this money on the dope, how am I gonna pay rent? We didn't think about that. Buy dope, fuck the rent. That's it. So thanks. All right, thanks, Paul. Our folks wanna go ahead and transition to this third, this third piece now. Jane, would you be willing to read the next two paragraphs? You bet. The third thing warned against in this tradition is lending the NA name to fulfill the purposes of other programs. For example, several times other programs have tried to use Narcotics Anonymous as part of their service offered to help justify funding. Further, the tradition tells us that a related facility is any place involving NA members. It might be a halfway house, a detox center, a counseling center, or a clubhouse. People are easily confused by what is NA and what are the related facilities. Recovery houses that have been started or staffed by NA members have to take care that the differentiation is clear. Perhaps the most confusing exists when it involves a clubhouse. Newcomers and older members often identify the clubhouse with Narcotics Anonymous. We should make a special effort to let these people know that these facilities and NA are not the same. An outside enterprise is any agency, business venture, religion, society, organization, related activity, or any other fellowship. Most of these are easy to identify, except for the other fellowships. Narcotics Anonymous is a separate and distinct fellowship in its own right. Our problem is addiction. The other 12-step fellowships specialize in other problems, and our relationship with them is one of cooperation, not affiliation. The use of literature, speakers, and announcements from other fellowships in our meetings constitutes an implied endorsement of an outside enterprise. The sixth tradition goes on to warn us what may happen. Less problems of money, property, or prestige divert us from a primary purpose. These problems often become obsessions and shut us off from our spiritual aim. For the individual, this type of abuse can be devastating. For the group, it can be disastrous. When we as a group waver from our primary purpose, addicts who may have found recovery die. Um, I think, it, again, the first couple of sentences of this tradition says that these are things we've got to do. We've got to think about what it is we're doing with our funds. We need to think about the language that we speak in our meetings. We need to think about the literature and the implied endorsements, um, that it doesn't just come and we're not all safe in a little cocoon. And uh, part of that is because most of us, I know for sure me, um, uh, my mind is always active. <laughs> it's always scheming and scamming. And a lot of times I can uh, laugh it off but sometimes a, a kernel of it holds and starts blossoming. And, uh, and I can go pretty south on, uh, with perfectly good motives uh, in the beginning anyway. And then I get into the obsession of the property and prestige. Um, uh, clubhouses, um, I, I gotta tell you, I understand the importance of the separation, but probably in the first 18 months or two years of recovery, 
I didn't see the difference between the clubhouse and the meetings and the fellowship. And it didn't do me any harm at all to know that. It was later on when I got into service work and got into the traditions part of it that I started seeing that it's very important for them to be separate. Um, I think sometimes the, the newcomer is not the person that's having the trouble with it. It's the people that can kind of get, well, not, at least for me, I was just trying to save my life coming in. Uh, so, um, but as I stayed clean and I saw some of the dilution going on, even in the meetings with the language that we use in Narcotics Anonymous, sometimes I can, uh, because I got started in the uh, sister fellowship and then moved over to Narcotics Anonymous and found my home, doesn't mean that I don't recognize language from other fellowships in my meeting. Does it do harm? I don't know. And who's the harm? The people with 20 years or the people with two days? Um, a lot of times we don't know until um, um, much later. Um, and the language is language, I guess. So uh, I've got some, I, we had a problem with uh, people uh, using the tradition, the money that was collected on uh, outside interests. And we had a, like Paul says, a very lively discussion about using the seventh tradition to uh, have a private party at somebody's home with the home group members. And uh, is that um, uh, misuse of funds or not? Uh, so an outside enterprise, so birthday cake and all. So I guess it depends on uh, how, uh, maybe I'm just getting old. It's hard to get me excited about that kind of stuff anymore. As long as my message and the message of my home group is carry the message to the addict who still suffers, whether he's new or not. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for those comments, Jane. And, and this sentence is really powerful too. The other 12-step fellowships specialize in other problems. Yeah, we're cool with that. Our relationship with them is one of cooperation, not affiliation. I really appreciate that. I, I, I think that might be like the most understated you know, sentence in the basic text, man. Like I, I, I'll sit in some meetings where if, especially in, in Jane, that was beautiful too about like, Hey, is the newcomer being impacted, you know, by, by this stuff or, or is it us folk, you know, who, who, who could, who could cite the basic text, right. You know, point it back and shit like that and say, yeah. Yeah. And say, hold on, this, this isn't right. One dude's really good about, you know, he'll fire off in a zoom in, in the zoom chat when a newcomer says sober or something like this, you know what I mean? And, uh, or clean and sober shit like this. And he, he, he's clean a long time. You know, he'll, he'll fire off in the chat. Are we in a, in a meeting or not? You know, and shit like this, what the fuck, you know, it, it, it is like where I'm at. I hope to God he's listening, you know what I mean? Or something like this, like, like the, the one of cooperation, man, you know, I really feel that maybe I have experience with this is, is where some good old boys in AA, you know, would identify an addict and say, Hey, look, man, here, we, we, we know the place, you know, that you need to go. Man, they come and yeah. it's awesome, man. They 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 get to hear the message that that's designed for them. And the same, you know, and the same, and, and, the, and the same goes true. And and I think that's a beautiful thing, man. I don't think it needs to be, um, just for me speaking. You know what I mean? Like if others, man, if you get a hard on when someone says sober, do 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 your thing. But but like I don't think it needs to be. I mean, you said sober. You know what? What the this? I I don't think so, man. I don't think I don't think it needs to be that way. I think you know lovingly say hey look man we do have some some kind of language that unifies us you know this and that blah 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 and, and hit them with some love after the meeting but but sniper sharing that dumb shit you know in the chat probably ain't the best way to do it you know a matter of fact i need to message this guy and i'm just going to say this on the podcast because i'm i'm sitting here doing this and i'm thinking to myself you know what i, I instead of talking about someone i should probably talk to someone so i'll check in next week and let you know how that went folks. but uh all right anybody else have donna jump on in I am um, a, a couple of things. The reason that that AA slash NA dance didn't happen wasn't because of me is because I said, why don't you go back to those people and have them go to their home group and have them talk about because they have traditions, too. Right. And that's the reason that it didn't happen, because, you know, you had a couple of new people that were so excited and they were going to do this thing. It's like they have traditions. They're the same traditions. Right. They know we don't affiliate. So, yeah, that's why that didn't happen. When, uh, um, when I had about two, three years clean, you know, when you know everything, um, uh, I mean, somebody would say sober in a meeting and literally my butt would pucker. I could like feel myself raising up, you know, two inches because everything just felt tight. And um, 
<laughs> and uh, I was that person. I mean, I didn't like go after people, but I, you know, I made a point of it thing, saying things later. And uh, I remember I had about six or seven years clean and somebody was saying they were cleaning sober in a meeting and somebody was going, yap, 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 yap. And I leaned over to my friend. It's like, when did these people become such a hard ass? She says, I think they learned it from us, right? So it's all about, I, so today what I know is I want to carry the message and I want to model a different kind of loving behavior. And if somebody says sober, I still might get a little twitch in my butt, but nobody else knows, right? And, um, and I just, and, and I carry a clear message of Narcotics Anonymous. You know, and if somebody asks me why later, um, I'll tell them, you know, and I don't have to be mean to anybody, certainly not around that kind of stuff. There are people who want to bring uh, AA literature into NA meetings who are not newcomers. They're going to see a different side of me, you know, because that's not cool. We don't do that anywhere. We are a full grown fellowship with our own literature, our own traditions, our own steps and our own way of doing things. And it's a beautiful thing, right? I am so grateful for the Fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous and Cocaine Anonymous and Smokers Anonymous and all the other anonymouses that are out there. Absolutely. But this is Narcotics Anonymous and this is what we do. Thanks, Donna P. What's up, Allison? So um, I, Donna, when you said, you know, when people have two years clean and they know everything. It reminded me of the time that I had about two years clean and I shared my story in a meeting um, for, it was probably one of the first times I had ever spoke. And it was an intimidating meeting. There was a lot of old timers there. And I broke this tradition while I was sharing. And I was talking about the treatment center that I went through and the halfway house that I was living in. And I called them by name in the meeting. And then when people shared after they were talking about the same house because they lived at the house with me. I didn't know anything about fucking traditions. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and I'll never forget the way that I felt because of the way that I was approached about making about about breaking this tradition. Um, because I was for I was kind of shunned and like kind of shamed for doing it. I didn't know any better, really. Um, so I really liked how we how how someone I can't remember talked about like is the newcomer being impacted by this situation and sometimes it's not necessarily what I say but it's how I say it right so fast forward years later I'm sitting in a meeting filled with newcomers and um, a, a newer member pulled out a piece of literature that was not Narcotics Anonymous and started reading from the literature during the meeting as as he was sharing. And um, there was a handful of people who just wanted to like, you know, hang this guy by his toenails on the on the ceiling fan. And, and instead, because of the way that I had experienced being taught about traditions and it didn't fucking feel good, I, um, I was able to approach this guy with love and, and compassion and empathy and, and teach him that that's not how we do things. Because man, when I got clean, I was squirrely and I didn't understand. You guys talked about traditions. I didn't understand for years in recovery. I didn't understand. Um, so I, I really appreciate all the points that were made on that. And it got me laughing a bit. Thanks. Thanks, Allison. What's up, Paul? You know, this tradition not only protects NA, it protects the related facility. I um, I got clean in a clubhouse in New Orleans. Shout out to anybody who remembers the R Place Clubhouse in New Orleans. Um, and so I got clean and I, you know, would like, uh, like Jane, I, it was the NA Clubhouse. It was completely affiliated. I, there was, I didn't know it any other way. It was all NA meetings. It was a clubhouse. I, we lived and died in it. It was, thank God for it. it I, I walked in right before Mardi Gras and they said, hey, the parade's two blocks away. Come bring your sleeping bag. You can sleep in the clubhouse and we can go to the parade. And I got through my first Mardi Gras without using. It was amazing. And, and thank God for that. So two years later, when I did know everything, they, they voted me onto the board of the clubhouse, right? Because, you know, and talk about prestige. You get, on the, you get on the board of the clubhouse, you're a board member. And it's just, you know, old timers going, yeah, he's new, get him on the fucking board, well, you know. But here's the thing, is the primary purpose of the clubhouse was to pay the mortgage not to carry the message. So you have to pay, you have to make decisions 
not based on carrying the message. You have to make decisions based on paying the mortgage so that the, the place can continue to have space. And that's sometimes at odds with the meetings because the basket's not collecting enough, right? So this protects both entities. NA has one purpose, clubhouses, related facilities, outside enterprise have other, have other purposes, right? There is the difference between recovery and the business of recovery. They're not always the same. In fact, many times not. Thanks. Thanks, Paul. Anybody else have any comments on tradition six before we jump into seven? All right, Eva, could you read the first uh, the first paragraph? Read tradition seven and then that first paragraph there. Sure. Tradition seven, every NA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Being self-supporting is, is an important part of our new way of life. For the individual, this is usually quite a change. In our addiction, we were dependent on people, places, and things. We looked to them to support us and supply us the things that we found lacking in ourselves. As recovering addicts, we find that we are still dependent, but our dependence has shifted from the things around us to a loving God and an inner strength we get in our relationship with him. We who are unable to function as human beings now find that anything is possible of us. Dreams that we gave up long ago can now become realities. Addicts as a group have been a burden to society. In NA, our groups are not only not only stand on their own, but demand the right to do so. So whew, money's so hard for me, you guys like one of my seven deadly sins, let me tell you. Um, I just have a hard time keeping track of it and even caring. Like, I just want to help everybody and don't worry about my bills kind of some, sometimes still with a lot of years clean. Um, um, so when my husband and I became fully self-supporting, like in my early recovery, I lived at my dad's house. My dad didn't live there because <laughs> my mom had passed away there. So anyways, a long story short, I ended up in my dad's house. And I didn't have to pay rent. He didn't make me pay rent till I got my stuff together. So I didn't get my stuff together for like, you know, six more years. I think a year after I was married. I mean, why? It's a big, beautiful house and I live there for free. I pay the electric bill, right? So, um, and that's always been the way that I grew up. Like if I go, hey, dad, you know what I mean? And it would be like, here you go, honey. So uh, money has always been a problem for me. So um, this tradition has not only taught me how to keep a group afloat, but it has also helped me in my personal life to at least try to get my finances in order. It's become important to me to be fully self-supporting and not um, need my dad, you know. Um, so now I own a business, which is crazy, but it's still finances are still hard. So um, I just have to be responsible with them now. It's kind of stupid. I hate it, but whatever. Um, so, and as far as the group goes, it, you know, this is so weird moving to Zoom, right? It's like, how do we pay for this? And I mean, it was just crazy because I know that a lot of groups in my area are kind of weird about putting money on the internet and, you know, we don't want to have it. And it, it's just crazy. You know? You know, and um, so a lot of groups in my area chose not to go with Zoom. Um, and luckily, we didn't need to because the rest of the world did it for us, right? Um, but I still feel like I still pay a dollar when I go to a group online if they have a way for me to pay it. Because, you know, I'm still responsible to pay for my part of Narcotics Anonymous. I feel like, right, I don't just go to a meeting and take. Um, it also taught me that, so not to be a taker in Narcotics Anonymous. Um, so that's all I've got to share. Thanks for those comments, Eva. All right, folks, thank you for tuning in. And we encourage you next Sunday at 5 o'clock to jump on the podcast and listen to us talk about Tradition 7 and probably Tradition 8. Thank you for walking with us on this journey.
please reflect on what was discussed and apply to your life. Share this resource with anyone you feel led to do so with. Tune in next time as we'll pick up where we left off. We'll chunk these in hour-long sessions. Namaste and God bless.